I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. See, say, play date. See, say, please won't you be my lady. See, say, parades, hey. See, say, power Come on, man. You know the thing. Como se dice, I'm a doctor, so you have to listen to me. Si se double play. It's high noon for Thursday, April 1st, 2021. April Fool's Day. Get it? Everything's a joke. Reality vanishes into the mist. And we are just attacked by jokes. You know, things you could never believe, but maybe you might. The person's going to catch you off guard. Check this out. I'm pregnant. Didn't think I could get pregnant, did you? I can now. Why? I identify differently. How did I get pregnant? The vaccine. April Fool's. Now you laugh. But please, not like Kamala Harris. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. And you can join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also follow the podcast on Gab and Parlor at I'm your moderator. And if you want one of the greatest, most triggering t-shirts you could ever wear, go to www.cancelcotour.com. Today is the 71st full day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party to the point where he has decided for everyone that the best way for us to compete with China is to raise our business tax rate so high that all the companies leave, and then we incentivize them to leave. That'll show those commies in China. He is also the patriarch of the most corrupt family in this country's history, and that includes Dr. Jill Biden, who seems to no habla espanol, Whoops. But hey, Spanish is for those people stuck at the border, isn't it, Jill? You're a doctor. You can't dirty your hands with that sort of thing. And what a doctor she is. She became a doctor simply by writing a paper about community colleges. I could do that this afternoon, and I would bet my life that my paper is better than Dr. Jill Biden's, even though right now at this very moment, I don't know shit about community colleges. I bet I can school myself on community colleges up to the Jill Biden level by the end of the day. But that's not even the worst 
of the Jill Biden debacle of a speech yesterday. The worst part is that she had a flag behind her that bears a striking resemblance to Nazi iconography. And I know that a month ago, everybody pretended that Donald Trump and CPAC were on a stage intentionally shaped like a Nazi symbol. But that narrative ended when it was determined that actually a Democrat organization designed the stage, not those Republicans at CPAC. Whoops. And this is not the sort of thing that I would usually notice or make a big deal out of. But then again, I'm not the one who has to notice it. The Smithsonian wrote it up today. And they said the story of the Black Eagle, the movement symbol, exemplifies Chavez. This is Cesar Chavez. Chavez's skill as a tactician. Oh, interesting. He researched emblems. This is the designer I'm talking about here. He researched emblems, including cigarette boxes and Nazi flags, and concluded that the most potent color combination was red, black, and white. Oh, just like the Nazis. So this designer concluded that the most powerful way to communicate this symbol of the Biden immigration policy (laughs) was a Nazi eagle on a Nazi-colored flag. This was an intentional decision that Smithsonian now thinks was a good one, apparently. Perhaps this little character behind Jill Biden in this speech, and there are some truly amazing pictures of this that everyone should have a look at, uh, go to Telegram, go to the info stream at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You will find it there. It's a little bit stunning. Maybe this is Jim Eagle. Maybe that eagle right there is Jim Eagle. Maybe Joe Biden was signaling to the Nazi designers of Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden campaign speech materials. And he was like, hey, make me a uh, Jim Eagle. Just like the Nazis used to have. And then put it behind my doctor wife. (laughs) That'll show these Mexicans. How flattered I am by them all thinking I'm a good guy as I hide them under bridges and transport them in freight trucks. What's next, Joe? You're going to fire up the boxcars and pile them in there? Is that the sort of compassionate border policy we got to hear so much about? But this must all be wrong because, of course, Jill Biden is a doctor. She's very smart. Now, I have not ever heard her say a smart thing. But that's probably just my lack of attention to these sorts of things. I wonder if anyone anywhere has ever heard Jill Biden say a smart thing aside from Joe Biden. I'm sure that Jill said to him like, hey, wouldn't it be great if we could get rid of your wife and my husband so that we could just be together and then try to get rich by selling your political power? I'm sure that she said that to Joe about 50 years ago, and he was like, you know what, Dr. Jill, that, that is a great idea. 
How do we do that? Oh, a car crash? I'm going to say the guy's drunk. Am I making any of this up? I'm not. I'm not. Go ahead and look for it. You can find out. You can find out that Joe Biden for decades slandered the man who crashed into his family's car. And you can read the thoughts of that man's family as Joe Biden systematically ruined his life for decades to create a good political narrative for himself. Joe Biden is also the father of one of the most despicable sons in world history, Hunter Biden. And when you consider stories like the one I just told you, which does happen to be true, you can kind of see how Hunter ended up that way, can't you? Hunter Biden's book, excerpts are starting to be released. Hunter Biden calls Donald Trump a vile man on a vile mission. I wonder if someone encouraged Hunter to just write this entire book about his own father, and then they just subbed in Donald Trump's name every time he said the big guy. NPR is also out today cheering on Hunter's book that surely Hunter himself wrote. I mean, the president and Dr. Jill Biden surely trust Hunter to write their story the proper way. And NPR came out and said that Hunter Biden's laptop had been thoroughly discredited by U.S. intelligence sources. Isn't that amazing? Six months later, and they are still lying about that. The laptop is real. The only discrediting things about that laptop are all the things that Hunter put on them before he intentionally left that laptop at a repair shop. Thank goodness Joe Biden still had his Secret Service and FBI contacts so that they could go get the laptop and then keep it hidden. But it always comes out, doesn't it? It always comes out. I wonder how long NPR will retain their federal funding. I can't imagine it will be much longer. Not to be outdone on delivering a massive load of rank stupidity, Joe Biden appeared on ESPN. Thank goodness we have ESPN to do the propaganda for us. I mean, who's going to propagandize those sports fans otherwise? Are they not watching enough MSNBC these days? So the ESPN host, I mean, you can't even call it an anchor. I'm a huge sports fan, by the way, but you're not an anchor, okay? You're a host. You're basically hosting Entertainment Tonight about sports. No one's going to call Entertainment Tonight a news show. So there's no anchors, okay? You're just the host. But the host was asking Joe what he thought about the mask policies that seem to be moving forward in Major League Baseball in the NFL this year and the stadium capacity policies. In Texas, 
The Texas Rangers, the baseball season opens today, by the way, if anyone didn't know. But the Texas Rangers are anticipating full stadiums throughout the season and good for them. The NFL, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, came out and said that the NFL would be having full stadiums throughout the fall and good for them. But they asked Joe Biden what he thought about it. And he thinks that it's very scary and that everybody just needs to keep on being responsible, a.k.a. doing whatever they're told. Thing is, Joe, it's now been three plus weeks that Texas does not have a mask mandate in place any longer. And which direction are the statistics going? Oh, yeah, it's down. Down, 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 down. Bye, COVID. I guess you experts lowered the PCR cycle threshold a bit too far. Whoops. Better get Dr. Fauci on there or get Rochelle Walensky to cry again. All hands on deck. We need to scare the shit out of these people. Or else they're all going to realize we've been lying for an entire year and ruined all of society for that lie. But thank goodness we got back in office. Who knows what would have happened if we didn't scare everyone into submission about the coronavirus? Donald Trump might have won by 20 or 30 or 40 million votes instead of just the 10 or 15 he won by. And then it would have taken us way too long to catch up with the fake ballots And no one would have believed us. Man, that coronavirus sure did a lot for the Democrat Communist Party and corruption all over the globe, didn't it? Didn't do anything positive for anyone else. Did a lot for them. Does anyone wonder why they're so continually happy about it? Why they're so happy to promote it and how scary it is? Do you understand the benefits that they have received for acting this way about a virus that kills two out of 1,000 people who get it, all of them, essentially, being older than 75, having multiple comorbidities, and 80% of them being obese. And then, of course, you have to remember that Almost all of those people died with COVID and not from COVID. And when you start taking that all in, in a holistic sort of way, you realize pretty quickly that these people are liars. How many more weeks in a row do the cases need to be going down in Texas? It has been six Months, over six months since Florida opened fully, fully, fully. If you don't understand that, it's because you don't pay any attention. So basically, every Obama, Kami, Romney, and Maskey, that's for you. Now, hey, I forgot to welcome the redeemable commies to the show. So hello, communists. Welcome to the show. Here's how you become redeemable. You gotta listen to every goddamn word I say 
and tolerate it. And you might feel offended, but you're going to be okay. And then what you're going to do is listen to more episodes until you're not offended anymore. And you realize, oh my God, I'm not a commie anymore. I need to tell everybody else to stop being a commie because they're all destroying society. And just like that, boom, commie, redeemed. You're an American again. You're a patriot again. Go out there and be patriotic. Go out there and help us communicate messages of truth. And I didn't mean to sound like a preacher there, but honestly, it's just truth. That's it. All we need. Tell the truth all the time about everything in your life to everyone. That doesn't mean you have to divulge your deepest, darkest secrets on a street corner with a megaphone. Okay? It means that when you are asked questions, when someone discusses an issue around you, you represent the thing you know in your mind and heart to be true. Period. That's it. If everyone does that, if we are all honest about the things we know and the things we don't know, and we communicate those, the entire thing is saved. Do you understand that? And this is not a religious message. This, is, this stands outside of religion, but runs parallel to religion because they're both trying to make the same point. The truth is the way. All right. Honesty is the way. This is how we connect to other people. This is how we're able to trust them and how they're able to trust us because they know that we aren't afraid of offending them. Okay? I'm not going around the people that I am closest to in my life, right? My girlfriend, who I love, my friends, who I love, my dog, who I talk to way too much. They know that even if I say something that bothers them or makes them upset, I am telling them the truth and then they can talk to me about that thing that made them upset and we'll have that conversation and I will eventually apologize for offending them because that's certainly not the thing I meant to do and hopefully we'll come to an understanding on what exactly it was I was saying and whether or not that thing is wrong. Okay. And either way, one of us is going to learn from that and our relationship will be enhanced because we both know that when we do something that bothers the other person and when we resolve that, we make ourselves anti-fragile, okay? The problem actually creates more strength in us rather than making us weaker, all right? That's what the truth does for you. That's what the truth does for society. The more we do that with the people around us about politics, about everything. The more we do that, the further we advance. All right. Do not pull back on anything. Say the truth. I'm not saying be rude or be aggressive or be delivering the truth to people who don't want to hear it if they're not close to you. All right. You don't have to go out of your way to make people uncomfortable. But if you're lying to the people closest to you, if you are catering to them and you are representing yourself dishonestly, then you are showing that person that you don't care 
about the advancement of your mutual relationship, because you are saying that the way they look at you right now in the short term, in the moment, is more important to you than communicating the truth to them, okay? You're saying to that person, I am going to make you intentionally less well-prepared to conduct yourself in our relationship because I don't want you to be mad at me for a second. You do that and you're a weak person who is telling the world that you do not demand their respect because you're not going to pay it back to them. And we have to get out of that. We have to. That cycle is what makes things worse. And in politics, you can see it in the corruption. Think about every single person who failed to object to the overwhelming evidence of election fraud. All of them. They thought that it wouldn't get caught. They thought no one would know. They thought no one would realize that they were involved. And they thought that even if people did realize it, they would just say, oh, well, you know, I, I know everybody thought it and you had a lot of pressure on you and you just went along and did it. No, no. No deals, no forgiveness until you come clean and accept the punishment. That is what happens when you get put into public positions of power. If you lie, if you mislead the people, if you fail to represent them, and if you act corrupt in office, you deserve to be punished. Yes, more than a regular person. Because your decisions have impact on people who empowered you to make those decisions. Every time you allow yourself to be a little corrupt, a little evil, a little dishonest, it adds up. It stays there. And of course, we all do it in different ways. Again, this is parallel to religion, right? Everyone's a sinner. Everyone sometimes is dishonest. Okay, you don't have to call it a sin if you're not comfortable speaking in those terms. You can just say this is dishonest. This leads us on a path to future dishonesty. How many people will I have to lie to in my position of public authority to continue keeping myself from having to face the consequences of my own actions? Politicians right now, if they were smart, they would be whistleblowing like crazy. People at Dominion would be whistleblowing like crazy. All these corrupt election officials who took money from Mark Zuckerberg to rig their elections. These people should be whistleblowing and they're not. So sorry, no forgiveness. Serve your time. All of it. Now, it's fun to talk about Dominion today because... As I mentioned yesterday, the Arizona State Senate is prepared to move forward on a full forensic audit of their election, starring none other than Jovan Pulitzer, who invented the QR code and has particular techniques for understanding the provenance of paper products. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I can listen to him explain it. I still don't understand it, but he can. Jovan Pulitzer said in one of his interviews, and this is how crazy this dude's method is. I can tell if that paper came from a house 
with a smoker in it. Is that amazing or what? And no, he's not just going to sniff it. And he doesn't have like expert dogs. (laughs) Although that would be amazing. Just have a team of dogs. (laughs) (laughs) as part of the forensic audit. My little Crosby's a patriot. He can go. He would be excellent at spotting fraudulent ballots. I mean, I don't know that he would be. I feel that he would be. And I think he deserves a shot. (laughs) So here's Dominion's statement uh, today. It's amazing. First of all, this statement went out on email. Patrick Byrne posted this earlier, but Dominion has their logo on the top of this email and it says Dominion voting. And then it has a weird little symbol that I am not interested in analyzing, but it says accurate period, reliable period, transparent period. What? Accurate. Ah. Yes, it will reflect Whatever algorithm you put into it, sure. I guess that's accurate in some sense. It's not an accurate count of how people actually voted, but who cares about that, right? Reliable. Yes, they do always come through. For the communist organizations, they represent every time they need to put the finishing touches on a color revolution in a country that they are trying to annex essentially. So yes, Dominion is always reliable for that. Agreed. Transparent. Imagine writing the email I'm about to read to you, pretending that part of your company's branding and motto is transparency. Does Dominion seem transparent to anyone? I have watched Dominion testimony. It's embarrassing. And when I say testimony, I mean the one time that Dominion's CEO spoke about any of this. He lied, obviously, about things that can be easily proven as lies. And then they have essentially refused to participate in any of these audits, go on any interview with the other side, anyone who won't protect them in the media. That's not transparent. Open up all of your systems to forensic audit. That's transparent. If you want voters to respect you, if you want voters to be happy to use your product, open it up and show everybody. Be transparent as your name says. Until you do that, you're going to prison. March 31st, 2021. This is yesterday, obviously. Or maybe it's not. It's April Fool's. Maybe today's April 2nd. Did you ever think that? Maybe this whole thing has been one large April Fool. Maybe on April Fool's years ago, they switched the calendar by one day. I just blew your mind, didn't I? Didn't I blow your mind this time? Didn't I? You didn't see that coming, did you? April Fools. Do you feel like I have built tension and suspense for this Dominion statement? Perhaps I haven't. You might be right. Dominion issued the following response to today's decision in Arizona to hire four firms to complete a forensic audit of the 2020 presidential election in Maricopa County. 
The firms selected to conduct this audit are beyond biased, like beyond. Publicly available information shows they are led by conspiracy theorists and QAnon supporters who have helped spread the big lie. Dominion supports all forensic audits conducted by independent, federally accredited voting system test labs. But this is not that. Over a thousand independent audits and recounts have taken place across the country since Election Day, and they all demonstrated the accuracy and reliability of our voting systems. End of statement. Now, this is some commie bullshit. The firms selected to conduct this audit are beyond biased. No. These firms are objective. The fact that they will objectively find Dominion to have committed world-changing levels of fraud across the globe is not from bias. It's from facts. If we still had actual journalists in this country, everyone would already know this. We used to actually trust in people's honesty and objectivity. How is a biased review of Dominion going to show what is then provably true to the public? How's that? See, the thousands of audits and recounts he has or Dominion has referred to in this statement were not open to the public. They weren't transparent and they didn't prove anything. They literally went through in places that they knew they would not find problems. And then they reported those. Or maybe they're just thinking about this in kind of a circular way where they get so far beyond biased that they're right back to being objective again. Maybe that's what Dominion means. Publicly available information shows they are led by conspiracy theorists and QAnon supporters who have helped spread the big lie. Now, I assume he's referring to Jovan Pulitzer, and maybe there are others in this group that he is referring to. None of these people are conspiracy theorists. Jovan Pulitzer hacked his way into a voting tablet during the Georgia runoffs from a hearing in Georgia. The hearing was going on live and Jovan Pulitzer hacked into the machine. None of those machines are supposed to be connected to the Internet at all. So how did he do it? Must be a conspiracy theory, right? This is how little Dominion respects your ability to think. They're telling all the communists out there who will then repeat this word for word. Yeah, well, that group's led by conspiracy theorists and QAnon supporters. And those are the people helping the big lie. I swear to God, I'm going to hear that from someone in real life. And I will laugh. Oh, so heartily. And who does he imagine in this group of auditors is a QAnon supporter? Or are they just trying to say that QAnon supporters support Jovan Pulitzer, therefore Jovan Pulitzer is Q? It's mysterious, isn't it? 
And then, of course, we have the big lie. And I think it's always good to remember exactly what the big lie says, as described by Joe Eagle himself, Joseph Goebbels. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic, and or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent, for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus, by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. That is Goebbels. That's not how CNN makes it sound, though, is it? In CNN's mind, the big lie is a bunch of people across the country who aren't afraid to say what everyone else knows to be true, and that's that there's no way in hell Joe Biden got 81 million votes. That is the big lie. And how do people like me enforce our big lie? Across the population, oh, we must be guiding the political powers and the economic powers and the military powers. We must be the ones employing all the tools of the state and their fascist corporate co-conspirators to make sure that no one in the public can ever see the fact that the election was legitimate. That's actually how that would have to work for our side to be representing the big lie. Except we have none of those powers. None of us control the military. We don't control the media. We don't control the economy. We don't control corporations. We don't control the universities who teach kids this nonsense. We don't control any of that. So how in the world can we possibly be maintaining the big lie without those things. Right? How is it that more people come to our side because something in reality shows them that the big lie is actually true? How does that work if it's not true? And how is it that despite controlling all of those cultural and political powers, and even physical powers, the actual military and the complex behind it that is actively seeking the oppression of American citizens for disagreeing with the state. How are we controlling that exactly? How is it that the other side freely believes the big truth <laughs> without us censoring them, without us shutting them down, without us using state violence against them, because none of those things are happening. Not one of those things are happening. If our side was speaking the big lie, all of those things would be happening. Instead, all of those things are happening specifically in the other direction. Apparently, CNN and the media and the old guard institutions have determined that the problem in Nazi Germany was that the Nazis didn't actually do enough to oppress the citizens who were all telling the big lie. Is that how they're meant to be reading Joe Eagle or Jim Eagle? 
or Jim Crow or whatever the next nonsense that sputters out of Joe Biden's mouth becomes. So apparently the way that they jump ahead of good old Joe the Eagle Goebbels is by actually accusing the people of the big lie and then telling everyone that that big lie they're telling is so dangerous that we have to use (laughs) all of the powers of the state and the culture to oppress their descent. Hmm. So the idea here is that America's like, ah, fuck it. We're going to do Nazism better than the Nazis did. And maybe they're right. I mean, they did just usurp the presidency of the United States of America. So it seems that their suppression of dissent is actually working really well. I guess that's what they give Emmys out for. I mean, Andrew Cuomo got one, right? Andrew Cuomo got an Emmy so that no one would realize that he's actually really evil, a complete liar, and singularly responsible for the most avoidable COVID deaths in the world. Isn't that incredible? And he gets an Emmy because he told the big lie so well. In that quote from Goebbels, you can see that he understands his side is the one telling the big lie, right? And he's admitting, he's saying clearly that this is what they do for political advantage. They tell the same story over and over again, and then they make sure that the people do not have the power to find the truth on their own and then react against the state. It's clear that that's what he's saying. You don't get to accuse someone else of the big lie when you're the state and in control of all the cultural powers. That's your thing. You can't pass that off to people with no power. Okay? That's not how it works. It doesn't even make sense that way. Dominion supports all forensic audits conducted by independent, federally accredited voting system test labs. But this is not that. Well, I'll give them that last part. This is not that. They are not federally accredited. Again, why would anyone trust an audit that is federally accredited? That means that the same government who executed the fraud against its own people to usurp illegitimate power in what has always been the greatest nation on earth. What in the world would that federal accreditation mean? Nothing. That's why they're not using it. And the word independent here is striking as well. How independent can they be if their ability to even get the jobs in the first place depends on politicians 
taking their side, which is how they would get their federal accreditation. Who in the world would believe that? Except for anyone who wants to maintain the actual big lie and make sure that Dominion is unharmed for what they have done to the world. And this statement itself is pure panic. I loved reading it. It was fantastic. It made me feel warm inside that people that dishonest and that evil were panicking this hard. Why would you need to put out a statement in advance if you are Dominion? If you are confident that you did your job in an accurate, reliable, transparent way, why would you worry about an audit? You think they're just going to trick the audit? No one's going to be able to figure it out? They're just going to like write an answer with Cran and it says Frad because they forget the U? Yeah, there's Frad everywhere. That's what Jovan Pulitzer is going to do. The guy that invented the QR code. That's what he's going to do. You invented a voting cheating system, you morons. He's smarter than you. He's way, way smarter than you. And he's also way smarter than Eric Antifa Coomer, the guy that created your system. He's smarter than that guy because Eric Coomer thought Antifa was actually anti-fascist. And he thought he'd never get found out. And he thought evil and manipulation would pay off for him and that he could justify it because he was just trying to save the world. Jovan Pulitzer is smarter than all of these people. No, I don't think that that's what Jovan Pulitzer is going to do. I think Jovan Pulitzer is going to produce evidence of fraud that is so obvious and overwhelming and irrefutable that Arizona's election is going to flip. How will that not happen? Someone tell me. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors today scheduled an emergency meeting that was closed to the public because they are trying to plan out ways to make sure that this audit can't happen. Why is the meeting closed to the public? Well, because they are trying to continue a fraud against the people, obviously. But why wouldn't you just have it open to the public if these auditors were really illegitimate? Couldn't you make your case to the public? Couldn't you present them with information about how these people are not legitimate or not competent at their jobs or that they can't be trusted or that their results won't be made transparent? That's what normal people would do if they were honest. But they're not doing that. Likewise, Dominion should open their machines. They should open them to everyone and say, hey, check these out. We didn't actually make Trump voters three quarters of a person, except they did. They are already trying to explain away what the results will be. They're trying to preset this narrative so that they can hopefully have their friends in the media spread the idea that all of these auditors are illegitimate. And again, like I said yesterday, 
You got to understand where our wins are. Okay, all of this is a massive win. They have already been backed so far into a corner that they are attacking independent auditors who will make their information and process public by calling them QAnon supporters and conspiracy theorists who support the big lie. Do you see how desperate that is? That is not something that a winning side does. If Dominion was right, they wouldn't care about the audit. If they didn't think it was going to affect anything, they wouldn't need to try to diminish the auditors in the minds of the communists. You got to understand, this is their last out, right? They're down to their last out. Hey, opening day for baseball. It's the bottom of the ninth. They're losing. They have one batter left. And that batter is none other than Jim Eagle. A person who is not known for his swing or his ability to get on base, but instead is known as a doctor who once wrote a paper about community colleges. One out left, and they're going to use it, calling the auditors QAnon supporters. That is desperation. That is a big L coming right down the tracks while they're standing in them. I don't know how anyone sees this any other way. This is a last gasp. This is the most desperate attempt I could possibly imagine. They are not even trying to make an argument anymore. Now, switching gears a bit, the George Floyd trial has been ongoing, and I haven't given it a whole lot of attention because I don't actually care that much about the trial. I think that what's interesting about that trial is how much the public will find out about who George Floyd actually was and the fact that he was a drug addict and the fact that he was currently already overdosing on fentanyl before he was ever on the ground beneath Derek Chauvin's knee. Okay. I care about that part. I care about how much reality is going to enter the central narrative because it's important that some of these communists will start seeing that their fake anger was exploited for political gain while really just abusing psychologically the minds of black Americans and doing so on purpose. That part I hope we will see. And the ultimate outcome of the case is also very interesting because it will teach us a lot about the state of corruption in Minnesota and how far it reaches into the government and into the legal, the the judicial system there. And it'll teach us maybe something about the jurors, but I wish that the jurors could just be left alone, but they're not. The New York Times is trying to dox them and out who they are. But George Floyd's girlfriend, was testifying today 
that the other guy in George Floyd's car was his drug dealer. And the toxicology report and the autopsy show that he died from a fentanyl overdose. So there is no just planet where Derek Chauvin is convicted of murder. And of course, Keith Ellison knows that he won't be because the facts are not on his side. Now, Keith Ellison is the attorney general of Minnesota who used to be a higher up. I think he was maybe the leader of the DNC or like second at the DNC. I'm not going to look it up right now because I don't want to slow down. And also very soon I am going to be on my friend Josh Lakash's wrong opinion podcast. And so I have to finish this one before then. And so if I've misrepresented Keith Ellison in some way, he can write me a note and I will gladly retract my guesses about his status in the Democratic National Committee. But he pursued higher charges than he knew he could convict for because the public wanted to feel the moral force of the idea that Derek Chauvin was actually guilty of first degree murder or second degree murder. You know what I mean? It can't be manslaughter. It can't be third degree murder. That's that just sounds like an accident. And we wouldn't want to do all this over an accident, would we? So Keith Ellison, a guy who has been photographed holding the Antifa handbook, that's not a Photoshop. That's real. That guy was responsible for choosing what charges to pursue against Derek Chauvin. And Derek Chauvin should be found not guilty. He will almost definitely be found not guilty. If I'm wrong about that, that will make me, uh, man, I will be shocked and I will be really dismayed about the state of things in Minnesota because the laws actually have definitions and what Derek Chauvin did doesn't fit any of them in terms of murder. And Keith Ellison is playing the race card like he puts down the race card and then the defense puts down the, hey, this toxicology report and this autopsy say that George Floyd had consumed a lethal, lethal dose of fentanyl. And, you know, his girlfriend says that George Floyd and the other the, and the guy in the car. They were both drug addicts. The guy in the car was actually the one he gets drugs from. And, you know, there was a lot of counterfeit money going through the place where George Floyd did business. And, you know, it's kind of weird that that place was burned down in the riots right after. But, you know, it's also kind of weird that millions and millions of counterfeit American dollar bills were captured on their way in from China in Minnesota last January. I mean, yeah, that's kind of weird. But, you know, sure, George Floyd, great guy. Oh, yeah. George Floyd, that gentle giant, right? That icon of the quote unquote black community. I'm sure that upstanding black American citizens really enjoy that association. But yes, he's very, very gentle, especially when he and his friends went to the home of a woman to rob them. And then he held a gun to her pregnant stomach. Did that happen? Yup. Read about it. That's the man that we have had to endure all this bullshit for. Why? Because the country wasn't stupid enough to fall for COVID. So they needed both. And the country wasn't stupid enough to fall for both. So they needed election fraud. And it turns out the country wasn't stupid enough to fall for that either. Okay? 
These people are fucked. Stand up, pull up your pants, understand the truth, learn the truth, spread the truth. We win. Period. Okay? I know you feel bad. I know it's been exhausting. I know it's been taxing on your emotions. But you are an adult and you can get through it. All right? For God's sake, man. Everybody is just like, oh, my world is ending. Like, there's an adult man in one of my chat groups right now being like, I don't know how we lost America. Shut up. Shut up. I wrote back, hey, man, take a quaalude. (laughs) Oh, man. Quaaludes, huh? Back in the day. I never took a quaalude. I don't know if it's awesome or not. And I don't even know if they still make them. But it's a cool-ass name. Hey, bro, you're getting a little riled up. Take a lewd. Does anybody have a lewd? Anyone have a quaalude? So if you don't have any quaaludes around and you don't know what a quaalude is or you don't take drugs, then you're just going to have to take a deep breath and understand how much you still have left. You are not down to your last out. Do you find yourself saying things as stupid as Dominion is? Do you find yourself saying that to avoid the truth, you need to call the enemy conspiracy theorists rather than just proving the truth? I don't think my listeners are that at that point. I know I'm not. I'm not down to my last out, not by a damn sight. As they say in Pulp Fiction, I like to say badass things that Quentin Tarantino writes because I'm an actor. Honestly, you think the game is over for us? No, the game never ends for us. We win and then we win and then we win. And if we have to play the game all over again, we start all over and we win again. That's what we do, okay? We're not down to our last out. We haven't had any outs. We're just playing a team that knows how to cheat really well. And that's it. They got all the power. They got all the money. This is every underdog story that has ever existed, including David and Goliath. You really think that we're Goliath? Like Dominion is pretending? Really? No. We are the underdog. We have truth on our side. We win. Period. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will not ever be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, 
but I'm happy about it. The platform is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm your moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!